Were you born for greatness? Hey, it's Lucas Grobot, and you're listening to Weaver and Loom. Welcome to Weaver and Loom, a solo segment in Own the Future, a podcast made for and by change makers. And I believe with my whole heart that you are a change maker. And I believe that you were born for greatness. Now, about a year ago, I posted on my Instagram, and you can go back through the feed and actually find this post. And I posted a simple quote, and it said, you were born for greatness. And I was so surprised that I got two comments from two different people on that post that said, "Uh, I'm not really sure. You weren't actually born for greatness. One person made the argument that said, only God is great. You were born as his humble creation. And another person said, "Mm, I'm not really sure that you can say that a person was born to be great or born for greatness. I was a little surprised by these reactions, and I've been kind of thinking about this in the back of my mind for the last year. And so today, as we launch into this series over the next six or seven episodes on being a change maker, on being an absolute nobody, I wanted to lay a groundwork and a foundation, a premise that everything springs from in order for us to understand what it really means to be a change maker in order for us to understand what it really means to be an absolute nobody. And the framework that we need to begin with is understanding that we were born for greatness, understanding that we were born to do great things in the earth. And with that, I also understand that maybe I need to bring a little bit more clarity and definition to the word greatness, to the idea and understanding of what I mean when I say success, as those words are very broad and ambiguous and can mean different things to different people. So this is what I do not mean by you were born to be great. I do not mean that you were born to be rich. I do not mean that you were born to be famous. I do I do not mean that you were born to have a bunch of attention or to be highly successful. I actually, in some ways, I do think that each and every one of us were born to be successful and we have that capability. But how are we defining success? What does success mean and look like? I do not believe that we were born born for happiness. I do not believe we're born just for wisdom or to pursue pleasure or to pursue fun. But I believe that when I say that we're born for greatness and success, I believe that it means we were born to love other people. We were born to to know that we are loved, fully and completely loved, not based on what we do, but just based on who we are, how we were created. And then from that place of knowing that we're fully and perfectly loved and accepted, that from there, we have the ability and the power to selflessly love others. And there's an emphasis on the selflessly, which we're going to get into in the rest of this series on being a change maker, on being an absolute nobody. 
And the story that I was thinking of, and now this is a big spoiler alert. If you have not watched Toy Story 4, I highly suggest you turn off this podcast, go watch Toy Story 4, and then come back and finish this episode. So spoiler alert, it's been announced. I just watched Toy Story 4 last night with my boys. They saw it in theater. I did not. And so we watched the movie last night and at the end of the movie if you've seen it here's woody and he's been captured by the the evil doll gabby gabby and she wants to steal his voice box why so that she could be a noble toy and be loved by someone she wanted to fulfill her purpose she was wanting the love and the affirmation of a toy and this there's this huge chase scene he finally escapes, and there's a scene where he he turns around. He's like, no, I'm going to go back in. He goes back in, and he willingly lays down his dreams, lays down his identity, lays down his voice, his the very core inside of him, his voice box, the little toy, the thing that makes his, his toy so cool. And he freely gives it to Gabby Gabby so that she might be able to fulfill her dreams. Even though she was evil, even though she was wicked, she had malintent, she was kidnapping and just just creepy and weird. He laid down his life for her. Why? So that he could redeem his friend Forky. He wanted to redeem his friend Forky. So he's willing to lay down his life. If you remember in the story, she was rejected by this little girl, that she so desperately wanted the attention from. And, you know, Woody could have turned to revenge, but instead he goes and pulls her out of this crate. He pulls her out of the box and he says, you know what? There's someone who actually does, who would accept you, who would love you. And so he brings her. And if you remember, all of a sudden she sees in the shadows as they're going through the carnival she sees a little girl who's lost and something switches in her and she realizes that it's not that she is loved it's not she was her whole life was so that a person a kid would love her would shower affection on her and all of a sudden she has this moment because woody cared for her and loved her and gave something to her she all of a sudden had this moment of wait what if I could give something to this little girl, to this lost child? What if I, instead of living my life in the proxy of in the in wanting to receive affection from a little girl, being able actually to help and serve her instead? And I think this is a, a beautiful, I was in the movie, I was crying, um, wiping back tears. And I think this picture is so powerful that hear this toy Gabby Gabby transformed from being malicious and evil to all of a sudden understanding that her the noblest purpose for her life was not to be loved and showered with affection and affirmed but it was actually to love someone else to actually serve and care and be generous to someone else so I believe that we were born for greatness and I believe that greatness looks like Loving God, alhamdulillah, that I live in the Khalij, where in America, if you say that, it's like, yeah, it's really negative, say, even mentioning God, but alhamdulillah, Hanifi Khalij, here in the Gulf, 
we can actually talk about these things. So I think first it's loving God and then it's loving others. And what does love look like? It's not selfish. Love isn't self-seeking like Gabby Gabby was earlier on in the movie. She was self-seeking. She was selfish. She was trying to fix the void in her heart. And instead, it's laying down our lives and laying down our dreams and our hopes to serve our friends, to serve other people, even when we might not get something back in return. Love looks like sacrifice. Love looks like serving others. And so from this place, I believe that is what greatness looks like. And I believe it's from that simple act of being generous and caring for those around us, that that's what makes us great as humans. That is what makes our lives meaningful and rich. It's not money. It's not fame. It's not riches. It's not attention. It's having people around us that we are loving and we're being loved in return, where we have this this rich relationship that we're serving our community, we're serving our family, our friendships, we're serving people in a way that allows them to further reach their dreams. And that enables us to live a great life, to live a life of meaning, to live a life of purpose. It's through causing other people to rise. It's causing other people to reach and fulfill their dreams and their purpose in the earth, which is also serving other people so that other people, it's this upward spiral, this upward circle of enrichment, of serving one another. So this is what greatness means. It does not mean fame, but it means knowing that we, knowing who we are, and from that place of knowing who we are, being able to serve others, and it's through that act of service. It is through that act of caring for others, of being generous with our time, with our money, with our words, with our emotions, being empathetic, stopping to listen and not just to talk over people, stopping to understand and not just to condemn, stopping to to see someone else's point of view and then give to them even something that maybe they don't deserve or something that cost you something. That is what greatness looks like. That is what actually is meaningful to our our hearts, to our spirits, to our souls, to our life. That is what gives us meaning, not empty accolades and, and praise and affirmation. Yeah, that feels great for a moment, but it doesn't sustain in the long run. So tomorrow, we are going to be continuing this conversation about how in order to do great work, in order to do that which is great, which we've talked about in this episode, which is coming from identity. It's coming from that sacred space that we talked about earlier on in maybe the 40s, I think, maybe the early 50s episodes. Coming from that sacred space sacred space, knowing our boundaries, knowing who we are. From that, we have to have that as a foundation to be able to be calm, to be able to have the courage to be absolute nobodies. And we're going to be talking about that tomorrow, what it means to be an absolute nobody and how we must be absolute nobodies in order to do great work. Thank you for listening to this episode. I Hope that you are getting value out of these episodes 
every day, Sunday through Thursday. Please send me a message if you have been getting value from this. Also, speaking of value, my book, Anchored the Discipline to Stop Drifting, is out on Amazon in paperback and Kindle, and it's coming out in audio form soon. Please go over if this podcast is bringing you value. I promise the book will bring you so much more value. That's all for today's episode. I'm Lucas Grobot. You are Changemaker, and this is where destiny is woven, so go tell your friends.